0: 1st century entrepreneurship with Martin Pieczkurig. My background is like that. I started playing with computers at a fairly young age. Um, I my dad bought me my first computer when I was seven, and I kind of started taking them apart, playing with them. And in middle school and lower school, I had a bunch of really nerdy friends, and we'd kind of, uh, you know. The teachers had no idea how to use the computers, so we it was a little bit like a jungle. And we did crazy things like take them apart, plug powers, supplies into each other, cause explosions in the library. And so I was always sort of passionate about technology. It was not something that I really wanted to do as a career, but um, it was something that always interested me. I kind of fell into it because, quite honestly, I didn't know what else to do with my life. I have a degree in theology and uh, I didn't want to become a rabbi, so uh, uh, instead, here I am. Are you introvert or extrovert? Um, I'm 53% extroverted, technically, so uh, I'm I'm barely extroverted, uh, I guess, is the, the answer. And you can you can still sit and do the programming 10 15 hours or no I haven't I haven't written a line of code in two years probably uh, Kyle my co-founder uh, who is um, to be honest after several decades of doing this he's a little burned out of coding as well but um, yeah, he, he's much deeper than I am. We've been really fortunate. We've hired a bunch of really smart people who have kind of taken over the day-to-day of that. Um, and we focus on some other things, but um, I was never a really good programmer. I, I was a very fast programmer. I was good at getting stuff done, but um, I was never like an uh, exceptional programmer. Yeah. No. but you have other
1: skills that helped you develop your company. So let's go back to the journey. After the university, you were full-time employee for several companies, yes?
0: Yeah, so after university, I graduated during the last economic collapse. I couldn't really figure find a job and I ended up getting um, an internship at a software company. It was called Imaginations, They made patient education software. Um, I worked there um, and um, I enjoyed it. I got recruited by a company called Red Hat, um, which um, they're a fairly well-known software company. I worked there for a number of years, met a lot of great people. From there, I um, ended up working for a consulting firm, which is what brought me to Colorado. I worked there for a while. Um, I worked with a number of different really large organizations. I was kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Um, that's kind of how consulting is. You solve the same problem over and over again and get paid to do it. <laughs> um, that I found that to be a little frustrating. So I tried to start a product company, um, but I funded it via running a consulting company, which is something that requires a tremendous amount of discipline. Um, that I seemed to lack. Uh, So the consulting side of that really cannibalized the product side of it. We ended up sort of being aqua hired by one of our largest customers. Um, Along that way, I met Kyle, who's my co-founder. He was one of my customers, then became my first employee at my consulting company. Then he came with me when we got aqua hired Fred Yoon, who's our co-founder, was the person who led the hire. He's our other co-founder. Um, and we kind of um, together started um, HarperDB. Um, part of that was, you know, we were extremely passionate about solving the problem that we solved. Part of it was that... We kind of wanted to work in a different environment. We wanted to do things a different way. We had different thoughts about how entrepreneurship should look, how startups should be run, uh, what vision and leadership should look like. And so we started HarperDB uh, over five and a half years ago. And um, we're still here, uh, which is probably our biggest accomplishment. If you look at a lot of startups that are really successful or ones that are extremely unsuccessful, um, oftentimes you have a CEO who like is really good at sales and is really good at convincing folks of sort of a shiny object. Um, And they're really good at sort of pattern recognition and sort of um, focusing on like delivering that to the market and in a, you know, very sales driven, focused way. I really, and my co-founders, we wanted to build a product that was meaningful, that did something real. um, And we wanted to build a company around that culture where We were thinking about longevity, where we were thinking about, you know, hey, we'll be here in 5, 10, 15 years. Um, Where we were thinking about building something that will last, something that is um, really, like, focused on the growth and journey of both the core of the company, the decisions you make there, as well as the product, Um, like in a very old school way. If you think about, you know, um, like GE, or if you think about like Ford and how, you know, They built these foundational companies and they grew from a similar perspective and they really continued to iterate on the Model T until you have the Ford F-150. And, you know, a company built up around that. And when I worked at Red Hat, like Red Hat always made long-term decisions. I think there's a tendency in the startup world to make really short-term decisions that um, lack vision. We we spent a lot of time in the beginning thinking about what our vision was, the problem that we wanted to solve, what kind of culture we wanted to create. Um, and the vision that we had was we wanted to make developers' lives easier and better. And the culture we wanted to create was one that was extremely transparent and authentic. Um, so I'm a pretty rough around the edges type dude. I'm not extremely polished. I don't speak that eloquently and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not someone you want up on stage in front of 50,000 people. I, I'm not that charismatic, but I try to be really authentic and transparent with our team and our customers. And I try to be, bring my real self to work every day. Um, I think in terms of the vision, we also really try to be transparent with our the people we're trying to solve problems for and authentically build them something they want to use.
1: What is success for you uh, in business and what is success for you in your personal life? Yeah. And do you have personal life?
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, success in personal life is probably a much harder to achieve. <laughs> um, so um, I'll come back to that one. Um, I, I think, you know, I, again, I've worked at startups and I've seen a lot of startups where the founders are very focused on exit. They're focused on, you know, when like that piece of it, we, we, we have had exit opportunities. We've had folks who are interested, but realistically, like if I want to build a company that I want to work at for 20, 30 years. And for me, success is that we're still here that our employees, you know, most we have very low turnover. That we've managed to scale the team by a hundred percent while keeping the culture that we have, bringing in even better people than we had before, people who are smarter than we are, the founders who are better at doing this, but who are a great cultural fit. And everybody wants to be here, and, and you can feel it, and that they want to keep working on this and they want to keep building it. Um, you know, and that we, the founders want to keep growing this and keep doing it for as long as we're able. Um, I think in terms of like, obviously, you know, we didn't do this because like, we're not socialists. We want to, you know, we, we did it to create uh monetary value for ourselves, for our investors. And obviously that's something that we desire, but there are many ways to do that. And, um, you know, I think our ultimate goal is just keep growing a great company and building a great team. And ultimately, those things will show up and focus internally versus worrying about those external things. Um, people find that confusing. They find interacting with us and our behavior is confusing because it's a little different because of that. I think success in the personal life side, that's been interesting for me, honestly. I'm turning 40 this year. Um, I've been working in startups since I was in my 20s. Um, and so, like you know, my perspective on it has shifted dramatically as I get older, and as my body doesn't work as well and um, I've been through a lot. I was married, I got divorced uh, while doing this um i I'm lucky that I have a really great partner and I have an awesome stepson, and um like that they're hugely important to me in my life. um you know, I used to be really focused on buying a gigantic yacht someday, and now I'm more focused on like making, building that life together. And I've had to, because when you do this from a longevity perspective, you have to shift your focus a little bit to like the, instead of the outcome, you have to focus on like, be mindful of the present. Um, That's sort of hard to do when being the founder and CEO of a company is all consuming and you have a million worries and people want to answer a million questions. And so that's been a journey for me um, uh, but I, I I try to balance those two things. I'm not great at it uh, but I, I try my best uh, but I probably fail most of the time.
1: Do you think that the long- longevity factor is an important one when you think about that specific? business versus personal life ratio as most of people are thinking about exit strategy if they are
0: not in in family business yeah yeah i think it is i think realistically even when you're thinking about exit strategy it's always going to take longer than you think it is like there it's always going to be a really long time i think though when you're not solely focused on exit it definitely can take longer and then the other element to that is you may have the opportunity to exit but not want to and so if you balance things correctly that is more appealing and hopefully if you're doing things correctly your value keeps growing um i think that you definitely like we've had to be mindful about burnout we've had to be mindful about mental health we've had to be mindful about like you know, living in the present, living today, enjoying life as it comes. Um, And I think if, you know, you're gonna do something for 10, 15, 20 years, and without necessarily the rewards that someone else would experience along the way, you have to really be able to internalize that and see success in other areas as well and watch growth in other areas and um, get enjoyment out of your life during that moment because otherwise you're going to lose your mind uh and you're gonna be a miserable person um and this is not an easy thing to do uh and so um it i i spend a lot of time in, i go to therapy you know every week for probably three hours uh in different forms and i've done a lot of different things to kind of stay grounded um and it's important to me
1: it probably helps and it is there an honest conversation with your partner regarding the almost infinitive growth and and that growth is it an organic growth so it's easier because it's organic growth or you cannot control that either
0: yeah um we we i'm super transparent with her we have a great relationship um she is She's the HarperDB's biggest fan. So she's, you know, we actually met in a co-working space um, where she was watching HarperDB grow. So uh, she has sort of firsthand knowledge of it um, and she believes in it more than I do. So that makes it a lot easier um, uh, in a lot of ways um, because sometimes, you know, I don't want to get out of bed and I feel like everything is going to collapse around me. And so having a partner who believes is helpful. I think we do have to have honest conversations because it impacts her life, you know, dramatically that like one day we could be exiting and going and selling and I could be living one lifestyle and another day I decide I don't want to do that or I don't want to raise around, or I don't want to take this deal. And, you know, it's a roller coaster for her as well. Um, Or other things will happen where something will just explode because the growth is organic and it uh, unlike we're, we do very large scale deals with very large companies. So it's not like I wake up one day and I log in and we went from 2000 users to 20,000 users to 200,000 users. It's a much more um, mentally intensive, high touch, actively engaged thing for a me to make us grow. And so I may get sucked into a certain area out of nowhere something might happen and my time goes from i'm working 20 30 40 hours a week to 100 hours a week we're on vacation i end up locked in a room taking calls for the you know days on end um and it's unpredictable we've done a good job of trying to put systems in place to protect our personal life to make my work-life balance easier um she's really mindful about that we collaborate a lot on it, uh, but it's still extremely hard and it's very stressful for both of us, but I, we, we do a good job of communicating about it and being honest about it. And just like being really honest and raw about it and being able to acknowledge, I don't know sometimes. Like, I just don't know what's gonna happen, uh, I think.
1: 20 years in, in, in developing businesses and developing yourself. What would you say? Autopilot states or trans state versus being into awareness or, or consciousness. What's your ratio? Do you think that last 20 years just passed away?
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> it's a. Uh... I blinked one day and I'm 40 years old. It's a lot of how it feels. So I I don't know the answer. Like part of me, I was very conscious, active. I, I knew what was gonna happen. I listened to the stories about other entrepreneurs and the toll it took on them. I went in knowing, but uh, to be honest, like on the flip side, was I prepared? I absolutely not. Would I do it all over again? I don't think so, but maybe, because I don't know what else I could do. But I feel like a lot of my life just kind of passed by and I wasn't there. I was, you know, working 100 hours a week. I was constantly chasing something. I was not present. I didn't enjoy a lot of elements of my life. 40 is still young and I'm gonna I plan to really enjoy the next 40 years of my life because I feel like I missed out on a lot Um, I wonder if it was worth it Um, but I also you know I don't know what else I could have done I think though having a kid in my life when I look at him, he ages so fast, you know, his life is so much easier to see him, you know, go from 7 to 8, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, and the changes that he experiences there. I think that has been, I don't want to miss out on the next eight years of his life. I don't want to not be present for that. but I still am not going to give up on Harper DB in any way. And so finding the way to balance being as present in his life as I can, sitting there and saying, every time I decide that I'm not going to hang out with him or not do something, being mindful of the decision and actively making that decision. Kind of like what you said is not being on autopilot about those decisions, not assuming that the business always needs me or I always have to go and kind of taking a breath, and it could just be a single second, that one second in which you make that decision, I think that has changed my life in that that does allow me to be more present and actively engaged. Uh, But it's still an area of growth for me. I mean, I've spent since I was 18 years old, I, I lived in a Buddhist monastery briefly in Thailand, and, and I have been interested in Buddhism and I like and mindfulness meditation. My father actually got me into mindfulness meditation when I was nine, uh, and he was actively engaged. So I've always practiced that, but I, I've still a journey and getting better at it. And I think it's extremely important to do this and do it for a long time. So you have
1: uh, business partners and you have a partner in your private, personal life. So do, do you think that you would be able to cope with all that by yourself?
0: Not a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, My co-founders are incredible. We're like brothers. We've been doing this together for a really long time. Um, I trust them more than I trust anyone. Um, you know, I... I've been there. I've watched their kids grow up. I've been through, you know, we've been through a, many personal things together, you know, deaths, marriages, divorces, children being born, um, accidents. So we have a very strong bond. Um, my And in my personal life, doing this alone would be impossible. What I will say is one of the things I learned is that I've watched other founders especially when you're the ceo think that you have to have all the answers that you have to be in charge of everything and let their ego get in the way of that by having co-founders we actually split our equity equally so we have an equal split amongst the three of us um and i did that very mindfully because i didn't want to be in this by myself i didn't want to be like me carrying the ball alone kyle has put and fred have put as much into this as i have um and we when one of us is down the other two are there to support them and kind of carry them through because that's going to happen when you do something for six years this was the best year we've ever had i expect that next year will be the best year that we've ever had also and i kind of feel like we're going to say that for kind of a long time Like I said, we grew the team by 100%. We brought on phenomenal people. Um, they have helped grow the innovation of the product. Um, we're on the fourth release of the product. It's um, We continue to innovate and build this amazing thing that stays far and in away innovative beyond what other folks are doing in the space. We have about 100,000 developers using the platform now, we brought on some uh, really massive clients. Um, We expect to grow probably well over 100% next year um, as well. And I would say uh, I've been able to do that and hang on to the rocket ship because of all the shit that I've learned and all of the stuff that I've been through and that um, The other cool thing is, like, even the excitement feels more grounded. So I get excited and I get, you know, go down. But the roller coaster has lower ups and lower downs. But it just kind of mainly feels good all the time. And I think that stability from all the shit I've learned uh, keeps it me making good decisions, keeps me staying calm, keeps me being a better leader, uh, keeps me being more authentic with, with, with my team. And it's been probably the best experience I've ever had. And while I do wonder occasionally if I would have done something else, I, I couldn't be happier to be doing this, uh, despite everything, despite all the insanity. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik.